Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim and Sergey, and we're pretty excited uh, today. We'll be honest. We were just walking down the street in Philadelphia, and it's my first time in Philly. Sergey hasn't been here before, but on our way to grab some lunch, three different people recognized us. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're not celebrities quite yet, but we'll tell you how this all happened. It actually started a few months ago when Sergey convinced me to shell out some cash to attend a podcast conference. So we're here all week for Podcast Movement, one of the biggest conferences, or podcast conferences, I should say. Um, 2,000 attendees here in Philadelphia this week. And we, as you might know, we launched our podcast in January. We are, this is going to be our 31st episode. And a few months ago, we thought we shouldn't miss an opportunity to go to this conference. We might be able to meet some cool people and learn a lot. And at first, we, we just booked the tickets. That's sort of all we did. Um, but then I got an email asking to submit for Ignite style speeches. And if you don't know what Ignite is, Essentially, it's just a quick five-minute speech with 20 slides, every slide auto-advancing every 15 seconds. And so uh, the first step is, okay, what the hell are we going to talk about? Uh, you know, Probably the people that are going to be going up on stage will be talking about their experience with podcasting, some kind of lessons learned. Uh, and I said to Sergey, well, we haven't been doing this too long. Uh, and how what do we, are we going to teach? What are we going to teach? How, how are we going to be unique as well? How are we going to stand out from all the noise? Well, so, and, and I looked at some of the submissions and everybody was doing stuff like how to grow to your audience or what the right hardware is to use or whatever. And that was interesting, but um, we, I figured, well, I want to make sure we get on stage. So that was actually priority number one. We knew we wouldn't be able to, we, we didn't have enough time to submit to be speakers at any kind of track in the conference. But here was an opportunity to get on stage for five minutes right in the beginning of the conference. And we wanted to make sure we were chosen. It was kind of a big deal for us. And so we decided to put down a topic that nobody else would have. Nobody else could possibly do this topic. So you guys know uh, that uh, we've been recording three episodes in a row now uh, and just wrapped up a three-part series of a story about our father who we think is it was a, the coolest story about an underdog entrepreneur that we know personally. And so we started thinking about what cool stories do we know? We're in the middle of this three-part series. And Sergey said, why don't we just sort of retell his story in five minutes? And I said, I guess we can do that, but what are we teaching? And then you said, who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah, I, my priority was actually to uh, put a submission that would get people's attention. So I, I put actually the title of our episode, which is How to Do What You Love in a Communist Country. And I put a really quick description of like one sentence about a man who was able to be entrepreneurial in a country where entrepreneurship was illegal. And about a week later, I found out that we were chosen to be one of the top uh, or sorry, one of the only 10 presenters at this Ignite style speech where there was going to be a lot of conference attendees there. There's 2,000 people at the event, uh, and I think we ended up having about 250 people come to this style speech, and we were the third ones to go, so it ended up being pretty memorable. So at first, when we were actually trying to condense this whole story into five minutes, uh, what we did is Sergey sat down and I sat down separately and kind of wrote through what it might sound like and what that story might look like in prose. Uh, and we both ended up with basically the same thing. We split it up into 20 slides, and then we found images. We, we like doing presentations with images mainly, no text, because we think text can take away uh, and confuse the audience. And so we just had these images because there was a forcing function. We had to submit the slides, 
And so we just thought, okay, let's just map this out and submit the slides. And then last week when we were practicing, I said to Sergey, this sounds dry. How do we spruce this up a little bit? And so we kind of iterated on it. Uh, we got the timing right. We practiced it probably 20 different times. We did it in front of Sergey's girlfriend, Jackie, and, and their dog, Pumpkin. We did it in front of our friend, Andrew. And they all gave us feedback, including Pumpkin's feedback was probably the most useful. <laughs> Pumpkin uh, had, the she cute, she had the cutest feedback. And I would say, actually, that one of the most useful thing was, aside from the real-time feedback, was doing it in front of presenting it um, in front of real people made us feel like when we delivered a line that fell flat, we could just feel it in our bodies. And so, actually, that's one recommendation if you're practicing for a talk. Even if you do it in front of one person and a dog, it's much better than just uh, in front of a mirror. And also, your friends are pretty good at giving honest feedback, especially if you just say, look, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Just tell me how you feel. Uh, and we had some we had some laughs. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, we finished with something we felt comfortable with. And the day of the talk, uh, our talk was at 7 o'clock. We got to Philadelphia around... 12.30 in the afternoon. We practiced the talk a few times in our hotel room, actually Airbnb. Yeah. We uh, were able to do it without slides even. We, we, um, so yeah, we knew it we, inside and out. Not memorized. Again, you, you need to memorize your cues or what your story, what you're going to say next. But you, you if you memorize word for word, when you get in front of 250 people, you will freeze up and it will ruin the whole thing. And uh, when we were at the Marriott Hotel, we actually found an empty room that had a stage. And I said, let's just practice on stage to see what it really feels like. Uh, and if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see a photo of Sergey practicing on stage. Uh, and that was probably the last time that we practiced about 45 minutes before we went up. Uh, and when, when, we, when we went up, it went really well. Uh, and afterwards, probably 10 different people came up to us and said how awesome it was, how the story moved them and touched them because it's a story about immigrants and a lot of people can relate to that and how our timing was spot on, which a lot of people had that feedback. Yeah. And that night... We basically had didn't have to go and seek out people to talk to because people recognized us at the event, uh, and that was yesterday night, I should say, uh, and just came up to us. And then today, on the street and at the conference, people continue coming up to us saying, hey, great job at the speech. You guys were awesome. So that that's how we got famous in Philly overnight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, there's 2,000 people here, of which 10% uh, heard about us and saw us speak, even a little bit more than 10%. And we stood out. We were, we were the only uh, pair on stage. Everybody else was solo. We had transitions. Every time Vadim would be done talking, the slide would automatically advance, and I would know exactly what to say next. So it actually looked very rehearsed, and it was rehearsed, but it, it uh, you know, not, probably not to the extent that everyone in the audience thought it was. And, uh, and in the end of the day, it was a, just a really fun and compelling, uh, intriguing story that was different than what everybody else was saying. So now it's not that hard for us to meet people at this conference. So I will say, if you can find a way to stand out at a conference, it's worth it. Um, so just put in a little bit of thought ahead of time what you might do that's different. Exactly. So for us, it was doing this talk. If you can't get uh, to do a talk, try to do something else. You know, one time we were at a conference and our company was called Tacit. We print out these stickers with two avatars that looked the same and it said Tacit Twins. And people wanted, uh, you know, those stickers, they wanted to put them on their laptops and people recognized them that way because we also did a pitch at the pitch event. Just do something to stand out, uh, especially when you go to a noisy event. Yeah, I will say uh, we we're meeting a lot of people here, obviously, and when we meet somebody that just says, yeah, I'm just here to learn, I haven't started a podcast, or I haven't really done anything, you you really can't help, as much as me and Vadim try to be uh, welcoming and non-judgmental of everyone, you can't help but not take someone as seriously if they're not there for some specific purpose other than to just learn. 
Um, so, and, and for us, that purpose is to be frank. We're trying to find uh, other podcast hosts on who, whose show we can go on, so we can grow our audience too. So uh, we have a real reason to be here. Yeah, and also uh, just by hearing other people, we've iterated on our opener as well. When we meet somebody, instead of saying we're uh, podcast hosts about a business podcast or an entrepreneurship podcast, because everybody and their mother says that here, we start off by saying uh, I'm an entrepreneurship uh, lecturer and Sergey is an entrepreneurship uh, investor at NYU, and uh, we mentor entrepreneurs and do a show about it. That's it. Yeah, and, and exactly. And unless somebody asks for more. Um, then you know we we're, we're trying to be more curious about them. So the rest of this episode uh, is inspired by a gentleman that we just met, Lewis House. He is you might know his podcast. It's called School of Greatness. He also has a book by the same name. Uh, we saw him actually about an hour ago, and uh, kind of fanboy fashion. I was trying to think of what to say to him. We've seen a lot of people here that we recognize because there's a lot of famous podcasters at this event. Uh, and so I was just like trying to think of what to say, and then I just decided, you know what, just come up to him and say you wanted to say hi because you like his show. Uh, and I asked him actually because a lot of people here are talking about how important it is to uh, differentiate. And I asked him, so you have a business show, I also have one. How do you think about differentiating it? Uh, how do you keep it fresh? And his answer was very simple, maybe not super revolutionary, but it was simple and insightful in that. He said, I just focus on being myself and not everybody else, and that works for me. Uh, and I, th- I was not super satisfied with that answer right away, but I get it now. And so that's really what the rest of the show is going to be about, about like our impressions of a conference and how we're just kind of trying to figure out as we go along and try to make sure we get some value out of it. So obviously your goal should be to meet as many interesting, important, whatever it is, people that you can at these events. But... There's so much desperation in the air, it hurts. I mean, the guy that met uh, Lewis Howes right before us was trying to pitch him on different stuff. It was embarrassing. He said, do you want to make millions of dollars from your podcast? And and Lewis was like, yeah, I already make plenty of money from my podcast. (laughs) And the guy keeps on hounding him for 10 minutes. And Lewis is super nice, but keeps on pitching him and pitching him. It's like, dude, at some point, you have to be self-aware enough to realize that, like, A, you're being annoying, and B, no one cares about what you're pitching. Right, which is why the first thing I said to Lewis when I shook his hand was, you have, you're a very patient man uh, because he was being incredibly nice uh, to the guy and to us, of course, and to everybody else that he was meeting. But when you're thinking about what am I getting out of this conference, a lot of times you, you pay, spend hundreds of dollars to get there, if not thousands, depending on the event, and you feel like I have to get immediate value out of it. And we're switching our approach now. It's more about meaningful connections at these places. And instead of just coming up to somebody and starting pitching your stuff, which nobody likes, uh, try to kind of get some kind of common ground, try to get insight from the person, show that you're interested, and then hopefully try to stand out and be memorable by telling them a little bit of something about yourself that's actually interesting and relevant. And that should be your only goal, to build some kind of connection. Later on, if you did establish that connection, you can follow up, you can get in touch, you can try to establish more of a relationship, but at the very least, you would have stood out somehow in that person's mind and didn't right away go for the kill, if you will, and ask for something and try to sell. You know, that's one thing we're adjusting right now. That's why we've adjusted our opener. That's why we've adjusted the type of conversations we're, ha- we're having with people, especially if they're further along and are pretty successful. 
Yeah, and we do want to make sure like we're being kind of hard on ourselves and making sure we don't walk away from any possibly interesting interaction. So we're especially if we're going to talk, and this is something that we learned from Bobby Thakar, who we interviewed on this podcast months ago, this 18-year-old. Um, we make sure that we're sitting in the front row so that we can be one of the first ones to come up to a guest uh, or to a host uh, or a speaker if we get the opportunity. Better yet... If we can find them later or before they speak, it's better because they're not going to be hounded by people. But um, whatever chance we can get, and we just want to have some sort of interesting, insightful question to them that makes them think a little bit. And if it makes sense to exchange contact info in the end, we do that. Or have an ask in the end, we do that. But we really are just trying to make an impression. And for Vadim and I, that means coming up to people together because we're more memorable together. And maybe even they saw us on stage together. But you got to figure out what what is that thing for you. Another thing we learned was uh, by listening to talks from some of these sort of prominent uh, podcasters, every time one of them speaks, somebody else in the audience always asks, how did you grow your uh, your audience, right? Or how did you become famous and, and one of the best podcasters out there? And any entrepreneur that's starting a business that goes to an event where other successful entrepreneurs are, are wondering the same thing. What is the formula? And as you listen to these stories, you realize there is no sort of one formula. So we listened to a talk uh, by JLD, uh, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And uh, he was over there uh, basically talking about how he did 2,000 shows in five years and created all these systems to auto-publish his podcast, created all this value up front, and then had like a top-down and bottom-up funnel approach that he was taking to sales. But he was up there effectively pitching his new product and continuing to do the hard work. So what we learned from that talk is there is no secret formula. This guy figured out a way to differentiate himself and then got out there and did it every single day for five years his, straight. His differentiation was he was the first one in 2012 to do a daily show, and he did this by batching. He would interview eight people every Monday, and then he would release episodes every single day. And he did this for five years. Uh, and actually, as a result, within the first, I think, four months, he was listed on uh, New and Noteworthy on iTunes, which is sort of the coveted spot you want to be on, uh, especially years ago if you wanted to grow. And and then he actually created the systems. And at one point, I, I remember watching his presentation. He has this funnel, and he has all these systems. And I'm kind of sitting there thinking, like, wow, this is um, super detailed. And then some, and I, to some of it, to be honest with you, I was I caught myself thinking, like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, you should be doing this. And then I was talking to Vadim about it afterwards, and he had a good point, which is like, yeah, a lot of people are leaving this event thinking, yeah, I get it, I've heard it before, but then how many of them are actually doing the things that JLD does? Very few. So if we can be in the 1% that executes on it, even if we don't do exactly what he did, again, there's no formula. You got to figure out your own systems. Then I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah, the only formula is that the details matter and you've got to put in the hours. Another talk we heard was by the founder of Lore. Uh, it's a real stories, uh, scary stories, yeah, right? Basically, really scary stuff that's happened in real life. And uh, they now have 150 million downloads. Within four months, he was doing his podcast full-time. So it yeah. kind of was a rocket ship from the beginning. He was supporting his whole family. They now have a show on... Uh, within four months, they now have a show on Amazon Prime, actually. So yeah, they grow. And it, again, people are trying to figure out, how did you do this so quickly? Because we want to do the same thing. And it was it's funny because he was trying to answer the question and he was trying to... Cr- create insight but there was really only one takeaway there which is create good content and create something of value that's new and hopefully it'll get picked up uh so the takeaway there is you know yeah we can all try to follow a formula 
but uh, you have to figure out what your unique sort of value proposition is, figure out how you could be a little bit different and differentiated, and then bring that value to the world. He actually said uh, that if your podcast or if your stories are good, then people will talk about them and they will share and there's nothing better than word of mouth to grow your show. And similar to any product, really, anyone listening to the show right now that has a product business, maybe not, nothing that has to do with content, uh, if he said that if people don't talk about it, then maybe it's not good enough. And I think that there's an interesting takeaway there. How can you do something that's worth talking about and sharing? Exactly. So I guess the main takeaway there is, you know, you're not necessarily going to do something completely different. They may not have been the first sort of scary stories that were uh, put into the format of a podcast and published, uh, but they were somewhat differentiated just because he was skilled at that. He was already a writer of scary stories and he created a scripted show uh, that had the angle of them being true. So he was differentiated in that way. So... Vadim and I, uh, Vadim, we came here. We are not interested in just consuming and learning. We actually want to apply what we learn. So we've been sort of racking our brain about um, how do we describe what it is that we do because we don't think we describe it in the best possible way. So, Vadim, what are we doing that's different? Uh, because I don't think that we are just another business podcast, are we? So, so what do you think we're doing that's different now? So. It took us about 48 hours, actually 72 hours, to come up with this short description. Hopefully you guys like it. We literally, during lunch today, about uh, two and a half hours ago, updated our description on um, on iTunes. And so now, instead of a, a really long-winded answer to what our show is about, all we say is we tell no BS stories of underdog entrepreneurs telling you exactly how they did it. Hosted by twin brothers who sound exactly the same. Because you clearly can't tell which one of us is talking right now. No, but we we wanted it to be basically one or two sentences. Uh, the essence of everything that we do is telling underdog entrepreneurial stories. We're, we're not going to have Mark Zuckerberg on our podcast uh, right now. And if we did, we would focus on what he did when he was 18, not what he's doing when he's 32 or 33. Um, and we don't like BS. We don't like fluff. We want to be direct both with our hosts and with you, our audience, which is why we try to be as honest as we possibly can about sort of what, we, what we're thinking and how we try to solve our own problems and uncover how our guests do the same. So um, hopefully that is... Uh, I think, truly, I do think that is different than, than some other shows. Uh, we There's plenty of podcasts that we love uh, and hosts that do this in, in certain ways themselves, but I think that um, this is our deliberate approach, and so I think that maybe that's why that'll stand out. So if you guys find this advice helpful uh, for yourself or maybe you think your friend could benefit from it, please share this episode with them and uh, tell them about the twins that came to Philly uh, and got recognized on the street in the matter of hours. But we know you won't share it unless it's truly valuable. So there you go. That's uh, that's a little meta. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see if you will. Um, but uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, please subscribe. We have more stories we'd love to share with you. And uh, if there's something that you want us to cover or more that you want to hear from, we want to hear about what you're struggling with so that we can talk about it on this podcast. So email us. I'm Sergey at thementors.co, S-E-R-G-E-I. Uh, Vadim is V-A-D-I-M at thementors.co, and we definitely will reply to you. So don't be shy. And we love feedback. So if you didn't like our new description and you think something else would be more fitting, please shoot us a note uh, and 
don't hate us because our feelings get hurt really easily. Really easily. All right, we're going to go on a three-mile run right now because yes, then we're we going to pregame and go back to the conference because uh, networking while drunk is apparently how the best networking happens. And we're going to capitalize Got on that. We're going to have a spiked seltzer. Yeah. I can't wait. All, All right. right. Signing off until next time. Easy, easy, y'all.